Trading Nut, episode 22. The real guys are trying to catch the momentum up. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today I've got a few things to get through before we actually get into the interview. Now, the interview is with a trader by the name of Aaron, and Aaron's a stock trader from Las Vegas. Two guests in a week, uh, two guests in two weeks from from Las Vegas. Go figure. Anyway, so he's a, he's a stock trader from Las Vegas, and he's in the same camp as a trader we've had on the show before called Eli. Now, Eli is part of this new thing that I'm doing where we're tracking some traders across the course of 2019. Now, if you want that to be you and you trade futures or cryptocurrency, then please, you've got a few more days left before I close one, those ones off. Uh, so get your entries in. You need to send a video in talking to me about your trading story, okay? And um, just on that, so the guys that have sent videos in and have been unlucky not to come on the show, but you've still got great videos and great stories, then um, I'm going to chuck those up on the YouTube channel um, if you wish, and you'll ba- you know, basically I'm going to promote them a bit. So hopefully you can get some other traders out there who are trading the same stuff as you to give you some advice on the YouTube comments. Uh, that would be fantastic to see you guys uh, thrive as well. Now, um, my interview with Aaron, surprisingly enough, you do, you actually do learn a lot from guys who aren't quite there yet. I think, it, I think it's because the journey reveals things that the guys that have got there forget, okay? And they sort of glaze over it and, and sort of talk more about the here and now. Uh, so, guys, it's, it's, you'll be surprised at how much you learn it. And it reminded me of the uh, a series I ran, uh, or I did, about what was about? I think it was last. Was it last year or the year before? It was called Trading Mentors Match Off, and I followed. Uh, I followed three traders, three struggling traders, and three trading mentors across the course of nine months, and we we're going to see if we could essentially make them profitable in that time. And it was it, there were massive dramas on this thing. It's it's a bit like one of those reality TV shows you see on on the TV. Now if uh, it reminds me that if you do want to listen to that, it's 21 episodes, 21 extra episodes on top of everything else uh, that you can sink your teeth into. It's up in the shop in uh, in uh, the, the trading nut dot uh, com website um, it, it was blood sweat and tears for me to get this thing produced so um, there is a small price but there's a coupon code in the members area that you can actually use to get access to it so go and check that out guys um, now leads me on to something that it's a bit of a story and it's from my weekend I was away last weekend I went to the North Island uh, sorry no it was a national masters tournament for New Zealand so this is all the oldies 35 plus uh, playing sport for a week um, in our summertime here, which is which is it was absolutely fantastic weather. I enjoyed it immensely, and the, the funny thing was, um, or oh, a hey, hey, I made it into the paper. I made it into the national paper and the local paper. Uh, I had a headshot and a quote in the local paper. I, I had a video running on the on the national uh, NZ Herald website. You can go and check out the video if you want um, up on the uh, the trading nuts. Facebook, and I think I put it on Twitter as well. Okay, so go if you want to go and check that out, go and check those those places out. Anyway, long story short, other than the fact they they asked me like, what well, what did I think about the tournament? I'd only been there two minutes, and I'm like, well, what do you what do you want me to say, mate? I've only been here two minutes. I'm like the weather's good, um, nothing's gone wrong. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, long story short, I ended up spending the whole weekend with with four other guys. Two of them I knew fairly well. And uh, the other two I didn't know that that well, um, but they played for the football club, so I knew them. Uh, knew them a little bit. Anyway, the interesting thing was one of the guys. His, his name we called him by the end of the weekend. We called him Lombardo, and um, and the other guy we actually called him Liberty uh, by the end of the weekend. And that was after the Statue of Liberty because he was 
virtually stationary the whole time we were playing football. I was like, are you going to move, mate, or, or what? Anyway, um, that's a sidetrack <laughs> side of the story. So this guy Lombardo, uh, so he... Uh, how, do I, how do I tell the story? Okay, so we're driving back. We'd spent three days together, driving back in the car. Traffic was horrific. So it was taking way more longer than, than what we expected. Um, these guys hadn't had much sleep the night before. And uh, and somebody said, after seeing my, my little uh, media clip on the national, national uh, paper, uh, hey, why don't we put the Trading Nut podcast on? Why don't we put your podcast on and have a listen to this thing? What, what is it all about? So... Um, I put on the If My Auntie episode, so we started listening to it, and then this guy Lombardo's like, hey, um, yeah, I trade Forex, and I'm like, what? Why have you never mentioned, like, how can, how do we get through a whole weekend, 24-7, never gets mentioned? Um, I mean, these guys ask me what I do, and I'm like, well, I'm at home running this website, and trading, and podcasting, and... Um, but it just never got mentioned, and the guy trades every single day. He places a trade every single day, and uh, he's got a he's got a fairly rudimentary strategy, but he does trade consistently. And I suppose the moral of the story is here, guys. Who within your circle of contacts, friends, acquaintances, work colleagues, who is out there actually trading that you don't know? You could be having conversations. You could be learning from each other. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you could be doing, but it's just behind closed doors. What is it with us traders? People don't like to talk about it. It's a bit like, oh, the funny thing is, it's, it's a bit like the people who bet on sports, but they talk about that all the time. Nobody talks about um, nobody talks about trading as a topic of conversation unless there's somebody talking about the financial markets, which isn't your typical dinner conversation. So, guys, the question is, who out there in your circle of friends, acquaintances, etc., is actually trading? And you could be striking up a conversation, a new friendship with. So um, that's my little rant. And um, before I leave you, in, leave you with the interview, uh, I just want to talk about the last thing that's going on here at Trading Nut, which is the Zone Master Trading Robot bonus trading robot you get for joining up and trialing the uh, Robot Traders Club. So this is a cool little trading robot. It's based on a supply and demand indicator that paints zones on your chart. And it gives, there's about 20 settings. You've got infinite amount of flexibility in terms of how you trade with this thing, news filters, um, all sorts of stuff that you can do. I, I can't even, the, the list goes on. I should do another video and put it up and, and show you exactly how it works. But there's a bit of a teaser video up on the site. If you do want to find out more about it, head over to tradingnut.com, follow the robot signs, and you'll get there. All right, guys, without further ado, let's hear from Aaron. And there might be a special little trader on the show at the very end as well. I haven't done the interview yet, but it might be. Let's see. All right, here you go. Let's do it. All right, folks, we got uh, Aaron Oting on the show uh, today. So you you wouldn't have heard of Aaron before. Or actually, you might have done if you've if you've been at some kids' birthday parties or um, perhaps uh, you, you've been in, in in the in the you've been getting married recently and looking for a cake. Is that right, Aaron? <laughs> Uh, if you're looking for a cake stand, yeah, you got a expensive cake. You don't want it to fall down. I can take care of you there. Yeah. So, um, so Aaron <laughs> is one of our traders who I've brought on to track across the course of 2019. Uh, primarily a stock trader, is that right, Aaron? Yeah, entirely a stock trader. Entirely a stock trader, and um, yeah. So, look, I'm doing this experiment where. I've sort of done it before in a different guys under trading mentors match off and and this time we're gonna we're taking we've got Eli who's Forex trader, uh we've got Aaron, stock trader. Now guys, if you are trading futures and you're wanting to make this your full time business or cryptocurrency, I'm gonna throw that one in there, cryptocurrency, then please reach out to me. Send me a video clip, send me um even an audio clip will do. And uh, I'd like to get you on the show and track you across the course of 2019. So please, that's one call to action for you guys listening today. You could be in the same spot as Aaron, um, who's our stock trader. So Aaron, do you want to give us a, uh, a bit of a rundown of how you got into your trading and, um, and where you are today? I think I came about it to probably the most backwards way of anyone I've heard. Uh, so as... You know, Cam so luckily said, yes, I was a professionally trained clown. I, was, uh, I went to theater school, got my degree. I studied in London with RADA for a while. And then I went to physical theater school, a.k.a. clown college. 
So for about 10 years, I was a professional actor grinding that away and um, met my wife about 2009. And being a poor artist, the starving artist thing is way overrated. So we decided that we were going to figure something else out. And that's when we got into e-commerce and we've been doing that for about 10 years. But about five years ago, we kind of realized we could max out our market and maxed out the amount of money we could come up with. So we started looking around, trying to figure out other ways to make money. Same time about that, my dad has retired full time. And every time I'm talking to him, he's telling me, oh, market's doing this, market's doing that. I'm making money. I'm losing money. And I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, whatever. My wife, on an offhanded comment in about 2015, 2016, says, hey, your dad's in the stock market, right? Tell him to buy Shopify. He buys it. And I don't know if you've seen a, the Shopify starts, the chart since about 2016. No, I haven't it's seen like it. Strict, it's straight vertical. So he bought it at about 20, 30 bucks and sold it. And I didn't think he sold it yet, but it's at like 170 last time I checked. And he's held it the entire time. And basically made enough on that one trade to pay my college tuition. Right. <laughs> so at that point, I was like, all right, I got to I got to get into this. I got to figure out what's going on with this. So this is about a year, year and a half ago. I started just, you know, asking a lot of questions, digging into it. And quickly, once I, you know, was figuring out that, oh, you can be wrong 40% of the time and still make money. I, I like this. And so the last year, I've just been like, 18 hours on the weekends grinding out YouTube videos. You know, everywhere I go, I've got podcasts, trading podcasts in my ears. I'm just constantly trying to, you know, crack the code, so to speak. And so, so, um, so what education have you taken across the course of that 18 months? So I was jumping around all over the place. Um, I kind of settled eventually on uh, Real Life Trader is one of the biggest ones I found because he had some great real intro to like technical analysis. I will say the hardest part of the whole process of training was the very, very beginning. And I don't think if I hadn't had somebody who knew what they were doing that I could ask the dumb questions of, I never would even got out of starting box. And now, and I mean, the dumb questions, like literally you'll see it on Facebook groups. Sometimes people asking like I click sell. Why didn't it sell right away? Just the idea that when uh, you sell a stock, somebody at the other end has to buy it. Yeah. You know, the difference between a market order and a limit order, you know, those really like, what are the rules of the game? And unless you have somebody actually walk you through that, there really is no education for that. It's, it's interesting. Um, you, you, you ended up with real life trading. So I, I, the only stock trading stuff that I stumbled on and I don't know how I stumbled on it. (laughs) It was recently. Uh, and Oh no, it was a completely different video. That's right. It was a completely different video of like, Comparing two people, how much they earned across the course of a day, and it was that they. I think these guys did about six videos in the series, and I think they were going to carry on, but it didn't really happen. Uh, anyway, long story short, they had a stock trader and a, a Uber Eats driver alternative. It was an alternative to Uber Eats, and yeah. it like just went through the course of the day and tracked them and, and showed how they uh, how they sort of progressed throughout the day. And like you know, at one point the Uber Eats guy or whatever it was, uh, he was up, you know, twenty bucks, and he got a tip or something, and then the, and the stock trader was down fifteen hundred, and um, by the end of the day, the stock trader made ten grand, and the Uber Eats guy had made a uh, hundred and five dollars. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, and so that, that anyway, that I had a look at who who is this who is this dude. Because he was only like twenty three, and um, it was from an outfit called Tech Buds. Did you ever stumble on that? No, I did not stumble on them. I stumbled on you know I went deep down the rabbit hole, but yeah, you know, I missed that one. Okay, yeah. So so I mean, it seems to be very popular, but there's obviously a lot of stock trading stuff out there. I actually started off in stocks myself, and okay. um, and moved away fairly quickly with stock options, and it was just like. The ri- I just I couldn't handle the risk. It was like you had to risk a, a grand every time you placed a trade, basically. And I was just like, <laughs> I wasn't making enough money at that point in time to <laughs> to be uh, to be risking a grand on one trade and going, oh, well, I'm happy with that. If I lose a grand, I lose it. Um, so okay, so you got into so so you found real life. What what about anything else out there other than the YouTube in real life? Uh, a lot of rant. So at the very beginning, I was very much looking at. I mean. Anyone who's trading stocks, the first place you look is Warren Buffett. And you're like, well, he's made all the money. He's the big guy. What does he know that I don't? And it turns out everything. Uh, 
And so looked at a lot of people are talking about Graham and Buffett, but when you really start digging into their stuff, they're very much the, they're investors. And I think to me, learning the difference between someone who's has a trading skill versus investing was a, was a huge twist. Like I was like, I don't have enough money. If I sit there, if it sits, if I hold AT&T for 10 years and it goes up 3%, great. I get an extra 200 bucks. Awesome. <laughs> That's not really a helpful amount of money. Yeah. So, so well, I had, um, so I quickly, you go on. So I said quickly, I had to learn how to learn more, um, more the technical trading aspect of, as opposed to these long-term, just, you know, look at the fundamentals, look at the P and E's and try to figure out, you know, what company do I want to hold for the rest of my life? Yeah. So you sort of decided at that point, I, I want to be a, I need to be a trader. I can't be an investor. Yes. Um, and like, you know, a trader, I suppose you could be a swing trader or, or a day trader, which, which one were you sort of swaying towards? Well, I was under the PDT. I don't know if you're familiar with that that role. Um, uh, PDT, no. It's basically uh, if you now this is on Jeremy's recent live. There was debate on this, but as I understand the rule, it's if you're within the U.S., if you're under uh, twenty five thousand in your account and you're a not cash account, you can only do three day trades, which is in and out of the same stock within the same same trading period within a rolling five-day period. And if you do the fourth one, you get suspended for 90 days. What? So you really can't day trade. Yeah, it's, 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 it, they came about, from what I understand, like in the late 90s as a response to the, the tech crash, and it's, it's awful. So it's, you just can't day trade it. I'll tell you what. I, yeah. I, that, I, I, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, you, you really got to wonder, you know. I think, I mean, I, you, listen, you must have listened to that um, interview with if Mianti a few episodes back yeah yeah i mean it's like as if that's not like the empire <laughs> getting in there and going oh hang on a sec too many people are making money here um let's 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 uh let's squeeze the the knob on that one and turn the tap off i mean honestly they really are making it hard for you guys in the states to 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 get out of the the nine to five two weeks holiday a year scenario honestly can't believe that. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I didn't know about that. Yeah. So this is the first time I've heard that. No, it's it's yeah. So it's but there, there, if you're in the states, from what I haven't tried this, but I understand that you can get like offshore accounts and you can do a cash account, which means you have to wait for your money to settle before you can trade it. So there are some ways you can get around it, but nothing, no, no nothing convenient. So. so I mean, did did that put you off stocks in the initially? Uh it just it just made it made it very clear that day trading wasn't an option. So it just so swing trading was like, okay, that's, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not doing long term and I can't do day trading. So it quickly said, all right, eliminated the, I'm a, I'm a swing trader by necessity. Right, right, right. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I can't believe. I mean, I know that, that they've, yeah. you know, can't trade CFDs in the, in the States, uh, contra- which is contracts for difference, which enabled you to, to, I mean, trade like uh, the E mini SP for, um, uh, without having to trade futures contracts, basically, so it was a lot cheaper to get in there. No. So anyway, um, okay, so so that's that, that's <laughs> okay. You're a swing trader um, by necessity. Now, look, I should clarify for the guys listening that uh, when we're talking about Jeremy and real life trading, so this uh, Jeremy was on the show a few episodes ago. Go back and listen to his episode. Unfortunately, it was very short um, because we had uh, we had limited time at the time. But now time is freed up. Um, he's got more time, and he's actually going to train Aaron up across the course of this uh, this year. He's going to be. I mean, he's he's basically said, "Look, I'm going to help train you up for free." Um, so, which can be a good thing, and on the flip side, cannot be a good thing because if you haven't got anything on the line, then sometimes people don't put in the work. Um, not saying that you're not, not going to put in the work, Aaron, but that's I, I hear you putting down the challenge there. I see you putting down the gauntlet there. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it before, and look, I know it from my own experience of, of myself. You know, if, if I get things, um, if I can get things for free, then I might not necessarily put all the effort in and and utilize it to its its maximum potential versus if you pay for something, then you're more likely to actually put in the work. But look, hey... Um, 
it is what it is. He's given you, he's basically said he's going to help you out throughout the course of this year, which is great. Um, but I don't think you need to feel that you're limited to, to just sticking with, with Jeremy and what he's doing over there at Real Life Trading. So it's really up to you to maximize whatever you can you can do across the course of the year. So let's dive quickly and deeply into what um, what it is that, oh, sorry, before we do, I will get Jeremy back on the show and potentially, I don't know, maybe even record one one and tack it on to the end of this uh, and just quickly talk to him about what he's got in store for you. Who knows? It might be a future episode. It might be on after this. We'll see. So um, back onto the onto the track. Let's work out uh, what exactly you're doing at the moment. I mean, how is how is how's okay, how did the last eighteen months look um, from a trading point of view? What, how many trades are you placed? What are your stats looking like? So currently, so I've been trading since for about thirteen months actively, and I would say the last month is the first green month I've had because uh, I've been. I'm a big scratch. I don't know if you heard the Churchill quote: "The uh, key to success is failing is jumping from failure to failure without a, a lack of enthusiasm." Oh, no, and that's always kind of been. That's kind of always been my, you know, my, you know, my 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 motto or my way of lived because you know if you if you ever professional actors you'll go on 10 job interviews in a week and you won't get any of them so it's a very common you know you rejection you get used to so fail i think i think it was pre hardwired to be okay with failure so i think i jumped so currently what i'm trading is um upward i'm looking for upward channels with strong momentum upwards and just buying the pullbacks it's very i mean it's, it's very simple okay so you're only you're only buying you're not selling yeah, I'm only. I I have not. Um, I because of the brokerage I work with, I don't have access to a lot of shorts. I'm just. I am pure longs. I'm hoping to within the next year uh, adapt, uh, add on a, a short strategy. But right now, I'm all. I'm all long. It's actually. It's sort of quite refreshing in that respect, and I think that's. I like that about stocks, is that you can just trade longs. Um, yeah. You know, it, if you find a stock that's hot and it's you know, the company's doing well, then it's only going to go up well in theory it should only go up um so you know you know i've met even just guys locally who've done all right with simple strategies looking for the trend waiting for the pullback getting in and and away they go so so you've you've had your first green month you said just recently last month yes this starting probably i started adapting the strategies around i was going to start it in december but then i don't know if you're familiar uh Christmas Eve happened and everything in the U.S. market just tanked. And so I'm just looking at every chart. I'm looking at going red and going, I'm just staying away. You know, right. I'm not I'm not smart enough to figure out how to trade any of this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> and so was I'm that just from looking at going, yeah. Christmas Eve until what, uh, early January, was it? To, uh, yeah, about January, yeah, I think it was the 3rd or the 4th is when I started getting, you know, things started to, you know, stabilize and start turning back around. Okay, and so, all right. So, how many trades are you placed in the in the month of January? We did so January. I had ten wins, eleven losses, and four break evens. Okay, so, yeah, which was a much higher win percentage than I would, you know, because I I have a stick, stick myself to a strict two to one. Like if I need to win two to, you know, in order to keep the math right. Okay, so you got it. So it's a two to one risk to reward, which is uh, which is keeping you on the plus side. You make you know basically fifty percent win rate, excluding the the break evens. Um, yep. So that's that sounds pretty healthy if you can keep that going. I mean, what was the? Can you remember the the, the losses? Are you keeping like a trading journal to, to oh, yeah. analyze? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And how? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big. I got a full spreadsheet. I track it all. Win losses. I even started. Uh, I think, believe you had a gentleman on episode two or three who was talking about the emotion you feel when you made the trade. I hadn't even thought about tracking that. I just started adding that on this past week. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of the right stuff. A trading journal is, you know, massive in terms of something that a lot of traders don't do, which is mapping out each and every trade they do and, you know, really thinking about that trade. So, so, um, what about the month before the green month? So how did that look? <laughs> it was pretty brutal. I was trading. <laughs> uh, I lost about half of my account. Right. <laughs> I was trading a strategy essentially. Um, so for a while, I was really interested uh, in this idea that, you know, 
you buy low, you sell high. So of course you want to look at stocks when they're dropping and then you try to buy them then. And so I was, so I started charting out and, you know, spreadsheeting every stock that dropped more gap down more than 10% every day. And then trying to figure out why, and then charting out, okay, who filled that gap and what, you know, and how long that took. And what I was noticing was that stuff that dropped, so it had a, would release a good earnings report, it would beat expectations, it would beat revenue, and it would still gap down 10%. And then for a while, a lot of those were filling the gaps. And I was like, all right, that seems like a, I, it seems like a doable strategy until you realize the losers, so you'd make 10% on your winners, but your losers, you'd lose like 40%. So the math just yeah it, it was it was pretty brutal. right 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 and and uh, and was that a strategy so and what about the month before that was that a different strategy again or, or... <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we went through a whole host of terrible ideas uh, first the very first one I tried was an idea that um, idea that you're looking for long performing well doing companies um, GEs your your AT and T's and when bad news would hit they'd fall and then of course these companies are going to stick around for a while and for I don't know if anyone's fallen G, GE I bought GE at about nineteen bucks and it's currently it dropped down to about six so that was my first buy uh, I also bought Newell which I bought at about thirty bucks and just sold for twenty bucks so all these other strategies have not been uh, successful so to speak right. And and so what what's the difference between what you've got last month versus this month? Was it the fact that January, or sorry, end of December, everything was so so bearish that <laughs> you couldn't go much further <laughs> bearish, and the and the bullish strategy was going to work regardless? Or do you think you've got something a bit different? I can't. Well, I can't remember. It was some podcast I was listening to, and uh, there was a gentleman on it, and he he goes, "Look, every news trader hears the saying, you know, buy low, sell high, and they're always trying to catch the bottom." He goes, and everybody tries to do that. And I realized that every strategy I did was cored around that. He goes, you know, the real guys are trying to catch the momentum up. You're catching it while it's going up strong, and you're going to continue it up strong. And I was like, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm literally the new guy they're talking about right there. So I quickly, uh, you know, trashed all my uh, gap down strategies and said, all right, I need to find something else. And then that was when I was like, all right, well, what's the most upward momentum I could find? I'm just going to trade stocks that have everything is pointing up right i'll wait for him to pull back and then i'll buy that and it seems to so far have proven positive results yeah i i, I yeah i know what you mean so it's like you're picking that it's just, as somebody else has mentioned i think it was a uh, yeah oh, what's his name george uh pes pesca uh, i interviewed him mm-hmm. on 52 traders um back in the day and he was talking about catching the falling knife um and he's done that too many times uh, where it's like, yeah, when's it going to stop? Who knows? And I think what you're saying is, once it turns around, um, and you can see that, okay, we're 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 we've dropped, we're now turning, and I feel confident that we're definitely on an uptrend. Let's get in. Um, and I think in stocks, it's probably more likely to work. I know in in currencies, it can mm-hmm. that could be a, a bad strategy because it's such a mean reverting <laughs> um, instrument. So it always, you know, it'll go up and then we're down and up and down. And it's like, you're going, well, where's the trend? Um, especially on the lower, t- lower time frames. But, okay, so, so okay. Well, I think there's a lot of, I, I'm completely conjecture here, but I would imagine that, like, you know, the world's opinion of the U.S. dollar or the uh, yen doesn't have as much impact on the price where, like, how people think about AT&T dramatically can affect how much a thing costs. So I think that was... For me, that was always interesting about the market was it wasn't necessarily how much the thing is actually worth, but it's how much people believe it to be worth. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, <laughs> look, there's, there's, you know, thousands and thousands of stocks, right? So how do you yeah. find the ones that you're going to trade? Have you got a set bundle basket that you look at or is another way of filtering? Yeah, so I use, I use the Finviz scanner and I'm just, and they have a, I'm looking for stuff that's over two bucks because I messed with the penny stocks for a while and lost there too. Uh, and so now I'm looking for stuff that's over two dollars that has an average volume of over 100k and is in an upward strong uh, pattern. And so they have an exact. And that's just I scan that and it kicks back anywhere from you know five to eleven on, on any weekly. And I'll just take those, add them onto my watch list, and then the night before I'm looking. I mean I'll go up and I'll take trading view and I'll mark all my trend lines, price lines, support, 
and I'm just looking for them to move up within that pattern. And when they pull back into a strong support resistance area, I'll look to buy the next day. Okay. Okay. So, so how many would you reckon you've got um, in where, that you're looking to trade in any one day? Like, when I mean, how many are you sort of going? Oh, I've got five. Have you got five or twenty-five? What does that look like? So I got twenty twenty-five on my watch list, but any day, but any day, only like if I'm lucky, two or three will be at a point where I'm looking to buy the next day. Okay. So. So I'll, 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 I'll literally, I literally sort them. At the, I have the ones I own at the top, and then I'll look through the day before, and I'll go, okay, these two, if they've they've been had a little bit of a pullback, and I think they're starting to hit a good, you know, support level, and I'll move them up, and I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. If it starts to go green, then I'll keep an eye out for when it. Um, it's basically another pullback strategy. I'll start watching on the one and five minute charts and look for it to pull back again to VWAP and try to buy off of VWAP. And, and how are you drawing your trend lines? Mostly for trend line for you're looking the bottoms of the it's it's <laughs> basically the your higher where your lower lows are and your higher highs are and following those up in a in a vertical and then also your standard you know like oh your standard uh, price lines for support and resistance. Okay, and you, I think I was actually okay. it's actually Jeremy's recent video that um, he pointed out something that like. I think has actually made me do pretty well the last couple of weeks is he said a lot of times you don't want to buy, you're looking for something to drop just under that support line because everybody's looking at that support line. So when it hits just under the support line, everybody else is getting stopped out. Then you can jump in and it'll go back up. And that has proven to be quite a successful uh, addition. Yeah. I mean, I jumped in on one of his, uh, one of his calls that he does on a daily basis. In fact, um, that's where he interviewed me, and I think you—that's where you heard my interview, and, and yes, uh, exactly. decided to come on. So, um, so yeah, look, it, I think he mentioned it there, like you know, buy where or get in where people are putting their stops, and I'm pretty sure he mentioned that. And uh, look, I think it's yeah, it's something that everyone should really consider and think about. Um, it's uh, the, the difficult thing is identifying where those stops are. Right, and where there's the big basket of stops, and um, and then making sure you do that accurately going forward. So, so, how do you how do you draw your your support and resistance lines? Where are you drawing those? I'm I'm essentially looking on on a daily chart and looking for spots that over the last year that has consistently stopped or consistently pulled back to. I mean, it's it's really not too much more complicated than that. Um, you know, uh, looking for all time highs, looking for like pullbacks and like you know you can usually see like um, looking at a chart right now and it's consistently pulled back to about $75.96 so anytime it's going to pull back to about that price range I'm going to look to buy it the next day okay um, the only the thing that I learned I think I would have actually had a higher winning percentage because I learned if the next day it continues to go so I have I now have a new rule that I'm not allowed to buy on red candles or sell on green candles Ah, so right, that, right, right. So, so, so that way I'm either so that because otherwise I would buy it and then it would I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm smart. I was right at resistance level, and it would drop all the way to my stop loss, and I would just lose that day. Uh, so. And so, so you are are you buying at the end of a candle or at this during a candle? Usually, I'm trying to buy in the first. Uh, more looking for the first like hour and a half the market's and the first like um, probably two two three hours the market is open is when I'm trying to find it. Uh, so that way I can kind of keep track of it during the day and, and make sure I'm adjusting stop losses to the right spot. Okay. And so, I mean, do, do you use any indicators with your strategy at the moment? Uh, I'll, I mean, I have the, you know, the three-day, the eight-day, and the 200 moving averages is sort of just basic guidelines of you're looking for general momentum. You want those obviously all pointing up is a good sign. And also um, the VWAP when I'm looking to buy on a specific – because you, you go from buying like okay, I'm looking at the day chart. Now I need to decide: can I get an extra ten cents? Can I? Is it going to drop in the next you know half hour? Is it going to drop a little bit so I can get a little bit of a better deal on it so I can lower my stop loss, get a little more room to breathe? So pretty much VWAP and some moving averages. Okay, and so um, changing the script slightly away from uh, your stock trading. How did you get on with the the crypto boom that happened in uh, 2017? And did you get <laughs> Did you get jumping? Did you jump on board with cryptos and ICOs and all that sort of thing? 
I think I own a like 0.001 of one Bitcoin because I tried to get onto some app to figure out how to do it. And then it just ended up being too, too and by the time I arrived at the party, the party was over. <laughs> right. So you, <laughs> you saw it on um, one of those like, uh, was it sitcoms where they talked about Bitcoin? It's like, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, maybe I should check yeah. that out. Okay, right, right. And it was already at like yeah, yeah, 15,000 or something. Yeah, I was definitely going, oh, that's, I mean, like, even even a noob like me could look at a chart and go, "Ah, oh, that's coming back." <laughs> yeah, and so um, so okay, and and I I suppose you didn't did you consider that when you were going into stocks, were you thinking, uh, maybe I could go crypto, or was it just too much techo stuff for you? Well, I'm not opposed to it. I, I think what attracted me to the stocks was just the idea of emotion expressed expressed through numbers, and just the idea that the stock market was how people thought about it. Plus I have a good friend of mine is a stock trader and then my dad's trading it. So I find if you have a community of people, you can talk about it. It helps a lot. And so if I'd gone into crypto, no one I knew around me was trading crypto. So I didn't have anyone to, you know, you know it's just, I, I was in isolation in that case. And in a random question here. Um, so you went to clown school, you're now <laughs> yes. trying to become a stock trader. Uh, is there any correlation <laughs> between the two? Uh, shockingly so. So when I say clown school, uh, I think more, I don't know if you've seen uh, Cirque du Soleil or those kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I have been to Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. So it was much, a lot of those guys are trained at the same school that I went to. So it's more of that kind of idea. But I think the crazy thing about comedy is it's a math to comedy than you would think. So there's a whole like metaphysical side of comedy, but then there's a math side of it. Like um, if you watch most comedic acts that come in threes so if you're going to tell a joke you need to do it you do it once set it up second time to establish the pattern and the third time you break the pattern and that's what pops the laugh in somebody and so there's actually a real there's some real hardcore math on how to structure jokes so they pop a surprise in the audience so i think that pattern recognition was always the part that fascinated me about it yeah it's uh i mean i i was mates with a um a guy who out of nowhere got into stand-up comedy and ended up running like a, a comedy show for with a bunch of comedians in that and i remember him talking about the fact that it was yeah there was so much underneath the hood <laughs> as opposed to standing up and just you know telling jokes on stage it was it was very much a like there was techniques for everything that that he did in the end and everyone was like you know you'd, you'd learn them online all that sort of stuff so it is yeah as with everything there's a way to do it there's even like correctly a, um, it's short as like um words that start with b or p like they call them plosives those are intrinsically uh, more funny to people than words that have softer sounds like s's and stuff because they pop out and then it creates a more of a jump in the audience so it's there's uh, it's, uh, it's a the psychology of it is it's it's pretty fascinating and talking about psychology, great segue there. Thanks for that. Um, the the uh, so how did you how did you coping with the psychological aspect of of trading? I think that's the hardest part. Um, to be perfectly honest, because then the patterns once you really look at them, they're they're not too difficult to hard to figure out. But I think figuring out that I'm not. I believe I'm pretty sure someone have said this multiple times on your own show is that I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying not to lose money. And to truly internalize that is incredibly difficult. And in, fa- in fact, yeah. I've gotten to it, like when I talk to my, cause I'll talk to my dad periodically about this and we'll, we'll celebrate bigger the trades where we didn't lose than the trades that we made money. And that's just to make sure that we're like focusing on the right thing. Yeah, it's, it's so, so true. And I think, I mean, it's, it's one of the things that everyone struggles with, like everyone just wants a strategy. Tell me the strategy. I'll just execute it. And and then, then the money management thing. Yeah, yeah, I can. I'm. I know what I'm doing with money. And then the psychology thing. It's like, what? Really? Well, especially You're kidding me. I mean, right? it shocks me here in the states, especially how poorly we teach you about money. Like the how like until I started doing this, I didn't know how little I knew about money. It's shocking. I know. I know. I mean, like, yeah, the, well, it's just another subject, it's another podcast. <laughs> of like, I mean, we could probably get if if back on the show for this in terms of like the education <laughs> system and. Um, what actually they do teach you and what is actually useful. Um, okay. So, I mean, what I was going to say was I I, uh, I went through, and I actually sent an email out last night on this to everyone. I went through um, uh, George Pap- Papazoff's um, 
uh, he he's done it, got a psychology course, which I've got to say is absolutely fantastic as part of his trading um, trading pro or trading membership. And I went through it yesterday thinking, oh yeah, this will be like the same old stuff. But my word, I was blown away. It was literally like, oh, I mean, I don't know how many hours it went in the end, but I got through about four hours at two times speed. And uh, some what the good thing was, I mean, I think I'd really need to sit down and go through it a number of times to to really make the most of it. But the good thing was he had all these techniques that you could actually use to to really psychoanalyze yourself. Oh, that's great! And as a, as a trader, and even just on anything as a human, right? And they were pretty simple as well, like really, really simple. But this is the sort of stuff that they should be teaching in schools. Well, I think the, the practice. I had a friend of mine that was a, he taught, taught, was a, drafted by the NHL and got kicked out with basically got kicked to the minor leagues and bounced around Europe because of one bad practice. And he said it was because he just he was stressed. He was you know nineteen year old kid at a you know hockey thing and was so stressed out he couldn't barely he could barely hold a stick. And since then he got kicked out. And so that that ability to control your emotions we don't it's not taught in school and it's like the most important aspect of success in some ways yeah yeah exactly um right so so we've i think we've ticked all the boxes here we've we've got a picture of how your trading's been over the last year and a half so did you actually before we finish that picture there did you have any other green months did you i had did you have any other successes the only other green uh, it wasn't even a green month it was literally just a green trade was on that good earners uh, that good earner strategy uh jay jill was the only thing that kept me from like i probably totally botting it out it it i think i hit it like 4x or something like that to make the you know to make myself back to only being down a large percentage instead of all my accounts so uh no no the short answer is all those other strategies no. are rubbish and i'm sure if you were um i i truly believe that like any strategy can make money you just have to figure out the the edge you know what what is that strategy is a because i know for me i can't do a strategy where i'm gonna only win one in ten times like i can't handle that my my brain i'm gonna be like yeah i'm gonna be because that means you're gonna lose easily lose 20 30 times in a row and i'm gonna definitely start having imposter syndrome and be like i don't know what i'm doing i'm freaking out here and so that's not a strategy that's viable for me okay and i mean if out of all the things you've learned in the last 18 months what would be the sort of words of wisdom and advice for the guys listening out there who are starting up starting out in stocks they haven't done it for 18 months they haven't done 18 hours a day in the weekends or or whatever it was 18 hour weekends uh what would you recommend they they do to sort of i suppose skip them over 18 months of of pain and anguish i i think the hardest thing is you need to quickly identify your own personality and it's how it's going to match up with a strategy and to move into look that you're not trying to figure out a trade stocks, but you're trying to find a specific technique. And it's like equivalent to like golf, you know, like I need to, I need to have this club in my bag. So the club I have right now is, I think is really good for bull markets. You know, I, I've, I think I'm starting to learn how to trade upward trending stocks. So if things are going well, I'm going to be fine. But if things ever go sideways or down, I'm going to be screwed because I don't have those clubs in my bag right now. So I'm kind of so I think that's most of us think of it that way is you need to learn a specific, you know, how do, how do I do this one specific thing really well? And then I'm going to learn how to do another specific thing really well. Don't try to get it all at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true, I think. And that one of the guys that I saw find success uh, in the group that I'm with with um, Andre Stewart was he, he all he did was he found one specific thing. And I mean, he even did a wee like a thing on it, and he sort of said, "Look, I I I realised that you know I can't do everything. I can't do any of these other things. Like I can't yeah. trade everything. <laughs> but one time of the day, this one thing happens, and I can trade that, and I can make any. He, he actually did really well out of it, like unbelievably well. Uh, so well, it makes sense. If you yeah, do, that sounds like yeah. yeah. If you do one thing, and you're like, oh, if I do this one thing, I make money." Why would you do anything else? You just do that one thing over and over again. Like, like it seems, it seems silly to try to like, oh, this is making money. I'm going to go do six other things. So yeah, and uh, ironically, uh, and I'll, I'll probably do an episode in uh, maybe before or after this. But that's what that's where I've sort of ended up. And the irony is, I've ended up at the one thing that I found 
almost a year and a half ago i've ended back up there going this is actually the thing that i but but i have refined it ever a lot but but it's still the one thing and it's like damn it i had this thing a year and a half ago and now i'm back there going this is actually the thing that i i had and i i and i and the reason i shifted off it was because i didn't have success at the start and it was because of the psychology i sort of went um what's the word cray cray <laughs> it's like and i was like i, think that's I, remember, a I was literally term. yeah i was literally at work going um going to people look i was on trading view at work going look at this this is look how simple this is and it was you know and it, i was like example examples every time i pulled up a chart i'm like look at it it's there i can see it and um then i actually put some money behind it and i was like here we go Loss. Uh-huh. Here we go. Loss. Uh, uh, I'm sure it's going to happen this time. Uh, no. And next minute, um, account blowing. Things are coming. <laughs> so I had to move off of paper trading very quick. Even even uh, like literally when I was first starting a strategy, I'll buy like one share of something because I know that if I have no money on the line, I'm, I I'll do all kinds of dumb things. I won't actually test anything. I need to have some you know skin in the game. It's so I, yeah. I think it's a weird. It's a, it's a there's a barrier to there once you have you, you have what's your re, your actual money's on the line. Yeah, exactly. Hey, look, um, yeah, I think we've I think we've ticked all the boxes. Yeah. We've got your psychology. We've got your, uh, your 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 stats. We've got how your your strategy to a certain degree. We've got um, everything, your history and stuff. I think we've got a good base to go on with into the coming episodes and. Uh, whether or not we get Jeremy on and tack him on to the end of this, I've yet to work that out. Uh, but we will definitely get you back on here, Aaron, to find out how you're getting on uh, in in a few months' time and um, and track you across the course of the year. And like you know, at the end of the year, I want to see you out there um, going basically consistent and making money. That's, that's the goal. That, that's, that's the goal of every trader, I imagine. Cool. All right. Well, look, uh, thanks for coming on the show. And, um, and yeah, we'll get you back on here again in the future. Thank you so much, Cam. It's been, uh, it's been fun. All right, guys. And here's the interview with Jeremy. All right, guys. So we've got uh, Jeremy Newsom back on the show after our uh, ever so brief first interview, which I think was we managed to get it under 25 minutes, which was great. So how are you, Jeremy? I know you. it sounds like you're having a fantastic time at the moment. Yes, man. I'm doing excellent. Thanks for asking. I'm up here in Fernie, Canada, which is in British Columbia, a little outside of Cranbrook, which is a little north of Montana. Nice, nice, nice. And you're on a um, snowboarding extravaganza. Yes, sir. I I did snowboarding. Uh, I've done it a couple of times in my life. And I've got to say, I mean, I was actually pretty good at it, but... With the falling over just did me did me in. I was so sore by the end of it. Oh man, I'm I'm real sore right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. I'm not that great. I'm I'm solidly average. Okay. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. It was, I think it was even the fact I hadn't done any exercise at the time. I hadn't done any exercise for I don't know how many years, and then uh, then all of a sudden it's like four days of straight snowboarding, and I could I. I think by the second or third day, I think it was the second day, I couldn't even bend over to get my gear on. It was that oh. I was that sore. It was ridiculous. I'd probably Rough. Make, yeah, yeah, but uh, good fun anyway. Look, hey, um, so we've got you on here, and I, as I was saying to you, I literally hit produce on the on the episode, and now you contact me straight afterwards, so we can get this tacked on the end, which is great. So, Jeremy, we've got Aaron yes. Oting who is yep. a keen as beans stock trader from Las Vegas, um, who you're going to help out over the course of 2019, which I'm ever so grateful for, and I'm sure he is as well. So what have you got in store for this guy? Great question, man. So here's kind of what I like doing, and one of the most important and valuable things that we can do in, in trading is go back through a, our system of trading and just review what we did right, what we did wrong, and what we could do better. So him and I chatted on the phone for about 15 to 20 minutes, nothing too crazy. Kind of said, hey, man, this is what we're doing. This is why. You know, He's really excited. He was super pumped. So that was, you know, I always love doing, hearing that. But uh, what I have him doing right now is I put him through some back trading, which is I gave him some stocks, and I kind of gave him a very general strategy. 
And um, I said, all right, go back trade it, which is going back in time and kind of going candle by candle. And what he's doing is he's going to be pretty much obviously paper trading because it's in the past, but he'll be showing me where he would get in and why. And then he's going to send me those results and I'm going to kind of look over them and just kind of see what type of trading style he has. Because as a, um, I like to call myself a performance architect. So kind of the, you know, trading coach vibe. My goal is to not change someone, but just help them become a better version of whatever they're doing right and try to remove some of the things that they're doing wrong. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, how I've, that's what I've come to understand is the best way to, to help traders. And I've seen it by so many, so many people um, who, who do a great job. That's their, that's their approach is I'm not going to try and ram down my philosophies and well, my, my, my way of trading down your throat because you're probably not going to get it and it's probably not going to suit you. So, yeah, that sounds perfect. Okay, so, um, I mean, listening to his, his episode just now as I, as I produce it, I mean, he's, he seemed like he was sort of just about to turn a corner. I mean, when you spoke to him, how did you, where did you sort of feel he was on the curve of, like, nailing it and, and um, having X number of months to go? Yeah, I mean, what's exciting is he mentioned that uh, he, you know, he works from home. So he, him and his wife have like an e-commerce company that they, you know, they sell things online, which is great because now it tells me that he doesn't really have a work schedule that is going to be holding him back from, you know, trading. And his goal is to start with a smaller account, swing trade it, and slowly grow that. And once he knows he can do that well, he's going to put a little bit more money into it and just trade with a little bit of a bigger risk, and just kind of grow that as well. Um, and he mentioned for the last two months that he's profitable. So usually what happens is for a lot of traders, they will find something, they'll like something, they'll trade it decently well, they'll make a little bit of money, and that at some point it's like a small like wave where after four or five months in, they'll you know go, the, the market will change a little bit. So the last, you know I would say, month and a half, the U.S. markets have more or less just been going up, you know, so since since like December 26th. And when the market does change, when the cycle and everything changes, I get to kind of find out how well he does during a different market cycle as well. So most traders, when they first start off, if they do start trading and they're, just, and they're profitable, which he is, he, he said he's been making money over the last, I think he said he grew his account like 20% over the last two months, three months, which is great. Um so now it's going to kind of boil down to, all right, when the market does kind of shift, how well does your strategy work during those shifts? And how well can you adapt? You know, are you going to go bullish? Are you only going to go bearish? Are you going to do both? What stocks do you look for? All those kind of fun things. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think we might have touched on it in his interview where, you know, he was he was always going bullish and then you know that big change happened, and all of a sudden he had a green month, and uh, obviously it sounds like he's had another green month at the at the back end of that as well. So you, it's a great uh, it's a great test to see how how he's going to fare come that transition from bull to bear, and and then in the bears, and what, what's he going to do? And yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, look, um, actually, just on the back trading thing, or the, I usually call it back testing thing. So mm-hmm. it's quite interesting because another stock trader who who reached out and he was just a little bit too late. And I'm going to chuck his video up on the YouTube channel. He was saying, "Oh, like you know, this is where I'm at. I'm doing a lot of, de- and I went live, and then I'm now doing demo trading and um, things that sort of you know haven't been going great. But um, I'm going to persevere. Now I actually went back to him and said, I tell you what, I recommend is." Do the back testing. Come get a back tester somehow, or work out how to do it, or use TradingView and start back testing because that's that's where you're going to work. You're going to save yourself a lot of time, and even mm-hmm. on on demo and and um, obviously advance yourself forward much further forward, much faster. So great to see you got Aaron doing that. Now, um, how often are you guys going to be touching and uh, touching base? Wonderful question. So I told him I usually I get. Give like kind of dates um, of when to finish some homework by. So anytime I work with anyone, I always give someone a cutoff date. Uh, so I think his is next Friday. Um, so I gave him a lot of back trading to do. And he, he's a great guy, man. He's really positive. He's like, yeah, I'll put in the work. No worries. I'm here. 
gonna do it. So it's you know he'll he'll get it, no problem. I'm not really worried about it. But yeah, usually I give traders about two to three weeks of homework, and I always give like a deadline saying, hey, must be done by this date. Here's the things that I need. So we'll be touching base after we do that. We're gonna touch base probably two to three times a month. And we're going to do that, like you said, for pretty much this entire year um, as part of the, you know, the arrangement that you and I had and everything we talked about, kind of like an experiment. Um, him and I will just be keeping contact pretty much via email, webinars, phone calls, two or three times a month for the entire year. And, you know, at the end of the year, obviously, the goal is to go back and review all of his, his live trades, which ones he liked, which ones he didn't like, what did he do well on, what could he do better on. And we're going to have a finalized, like, legitimate, handcrafted plan with rules and strategies and everything. That'll be totally finished, most likely, before April 1st. Okay, so so what do you recommend in terms of when I get him back on the show? Um... This is a great question. So I'm thinking like maybe April, May, which is May. not too far. Okay. Right? It's mid-February yeah. right now. Okay. Well, let's, let's yeah. aim for May. Give him, give him a bit of time because, I mean, this stuff does take time. And I know, well, it's good that he's got a lot of time on to actually uh, put towards it, and he's put a lot of time towards it already. So, okay, yeah. let's let's say um, May. I'll, I'll lock in another interview with him and yourself back uh, in May. And uh, and see how he's getting on because I think it's it's going to be great seeing this progression and and what can be done. I mean, have you given him access to to other parts of your uh, your offering? Uh, good question. So I think right now I'm just going to let uh, it's going to be him and I just going to work together, and I'll see if he wants to do that. Um, I don't know if you know if, if he wants to. I can, but yeah, I'm more or less going to find out. I told him, hey, you get this homework done. That's how I'll know you're really, really serious, and then we'll take it from there. So bottom line is I'm just going to see how well he does on his homework and his back trading everything. And then from there, it's like, okay, man, cool. You did the work. Here's some rewards. Let's keep crushing it. So, yeah, I'm totally game for that. that that's absolutely fine, and I would love to do that. And we'll just see if he uh, if he wants to make that happen or not. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, who was it? The oh, Somebody else said to me that, you know, it's that, it's that carrot as well at the end of it. So um because because he haven't because he hasn't paid any money it's you know it's he's getting it for free it's really all about his attitude towards it mm-hmm. and i've seen it before where like you know people get stuff for free and it's like yeah and this is the answer but i'm not going to bother putting in the time and effort because um i didn't pay for it so i don't feel obliged to for whatever reason like it's a human psychology thing um do you think that do you think Aaron might suffer from some of that or uh, or not? That's a great question, man. Probably, I mean, most likely not. Uh, just from talking to him, like I said, I mean, here, here's the thing: he, the being able to create an e-commerce online company, he has a very niche thing that he does, very specialized, very specific. Him and his wife run it together. That tells me numerous things, right there, right? Him working with his, you know, being able to work with a significant other on an e-commerce, you know, website selling physical products, making it. That's hard. And, you know, I know that he appreciates hard work and doesn't bother him or stress him out. So I don't think it's going to be an issue, realistically. Um, the hardest thing for any trader is really just being just being disciplined, just having having the rules and then just following them and uh, and not getting bored and not doing anything, you know, that's outside the realm of what's normal. So we'll see. It's going to be really, really exciting. I mean, this is a phenomenal experiment. And, and so do you think um, – where do you think his psychology is at? Is it – does he need to do a lot of work on that or, I mean, just touching it before or is he – or do you think he'll be no, fine? I think he's good on that. Yep, I think he's going to be really good on that. Uh, there are definitely people that I can that I can initially kind of get an idea if they have some psychology that, that need to work on, especially if they bring up um, money or how much they need to make or how much they want to make. You know, Aaron didn't really bring that up. He just kind of likes the process. He likes the challenge of trading, which there's nothing wrong with making money in trading, but it's just there's always that psychological component of if I know someone wants to do this purely to make money, I'll oftentimes let them know, hey, bro, <laughs> there's a lot easier ways to make money than right. trading. Um, so many. So it's like, you know, let's go down this route. If you really, really love it, then, yeah, let's really dive in and crush it. And it seems like he's kind of in that realm where he just likes this stuff and likes the challenge and is, you know, ready to take it on. 
Cool. Brilliant. Well, look, um, Jeremy, I'm going to let you get back to your snowboarding. I suppose you finished for the day, is it? Yeah, finished for the day. But, uh, yeah, tomorrow going to be hitting it back up. It's going to be exciting. Nice one. Cool. And, guys, I think you check out Jeremy's Twitter if you want to see some um, some snaps and videos. I, I saw one pop up on my feed the, the other day. So <laughs> if you want to um, get some winter winter feeling back into your uh, life, <laughs> then you got snow yeah. and all sorts of stuff. I love it. So good, man. Thank you. Okay, well, look, thanks for coming on, Jeremy. We'll hit you up again in May, and uh, we'll also hit Aaron up as well and see how you guys are getting on. I love it. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Cam. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. All right, folks, hope you enjoyed that interview with Aaron. Now, a uh, couple of reminders. If you do want to be part of the futures or cryptocurrency trading trader that we track across the course of 2019, then please let me know by sending me a video, and um, we're going to help you out either way. Uh, trading Mentors Match Off. Yeah, that's still in the shop. Go and check it out. Robot Traders Club, we've got a zone ma- the Zone Master Trading Robot as a bonus at the moment. So if you want to check that out, so that's two robots for the price of one. And that's only a $7 trial as well over there on TradingNut.com. So go and check that out. I'll put these links in the description as well to make it easy for you. And last but not least, go and ask your mates, are you a trader or not? You could strike up a friendship. You could strike up more conversation. You could learn a whole lot. This could be the tipping point for you. All right, folks, until next time, have a great trading week, and I'll see you on the next episode.